Porto, but no. That's the technical terms. That's what they say. Um, and uh, I'm going to, I don't remember how to say clap in Spanish, so we're going to clap in three, two, one. And in one, two, three. Cool. We made it. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I, man, um, I didn't really think, normally I try to secretly give like two seconds of thought of what I want to ramble about, and I have done no pre-ramble. Do you have any pre-rambles? Um, well, I can totally ramble. Um, well, mm-hmm. you're getting um, a dog. Is that going to be a pre ramble? I'm getting a dog. It's kind of related, but not really. I'm getting a dog. I'm, I'm not really getting a dog. But I, but Nick, we uh, chose, we, Nick, can we I get tell the you? dog on Wednesday, Jeff. I, In four you, days, I get a puppy. Can tell I, me. Can I tell you a secret? Tell me. So yes. you're getting a dog. You send us pictures about dog. Dog, very yes. cute. Um, Thank you. Katie's sister has dog. Dog, very cute. Um, these Crazy. both both dogs, hypoallergenic dogs. It gets really tempting to get dog. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really tempting to get dog because guess what, Nick? Little kids, you know what they like? Dogs. They like dog. They like dog. <laughs> they like little dog especially that much. And it's very <laughs> cute. Oh, man. So I, I would... Uh... Our first dog was um, that I got as a kid. Well, that's not true. So I, when I was like very, very young, we had two dogs and they both ran away. And uh, wow, the third what, a, dog... what an energy to start the podcast. I know, I know. What no, an no, energy. No, 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 no. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hear, hear me out. Okay? Isn't it good? Isn't it good? Because we're starting good. the intro, which the next, starts the podcast. The, the next dog the that we this... got, the next dog that we got. My mom didn't tell my dad because my dad had been resistant to it because, like, he's like, you know, I'm not around a lot. I can't take care of him or the kid's going to take care of him. The kids are little and stuff, right? And so my mom, like, just secretly, like, arranged for us to get this dog. And the whole time, language. like, she hadn't told – I know, language. And the whole time, like, she hadn't told anyone. And then at the uh, – <laughs> and then on the day we went to go pick up the dog, my sister just called my dad and just, like, pleaded with him and cried on the phone until he said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most the most like classic thing it's like the most 90s like sound of like a 90s like freaking uh sitcom or like out of three sc- or not three what is it a full house or whatever like you know how did you convince your dad well stephanie just cried on the phone that's <laughs> it. we did it we found an intro all right let's get going okay good We started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix like from the ashes of the last couple of years worth of podcasts. I am your co host, Jeff. I am their other co host, Nick. And we're a couple of friends, half caught apart, blah, 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 that would like to talk, come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. We have a thing. We both know what it is, which is not normally how it works. But before that, that is- Nick. What 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 you got? Um. Okay. So I just want to like this is not like a, a long or serious or like research topic, but I just wanted to share it with you, my good friend Jeff. Um. So this week, uh, do you know where I was the last couple of days? Do I did I tell you this? I don't. I feel bad now. Did you tell me? This? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We've definitely <laughs> texted since. Yeah, the don't last worry. Few don't days. worry about it. Jen and I okay. took t- two days off to go get our dog, and uh, we went and got. Uh, or we went up to uh, San Luis Obispo in the Central Coast. And I've never really visited. I've driven through, but I've never really visited. And dude, 
Sinley's Beast Mode. Freaking, like, hidden gem. I mean, it's, it's not, like, super hidden or anything, but uh, I feel like it's an underappreciated and talked about vacation spot. Much more, like, small town feel. And here, I'm going to send you photos. That's what this is going to be. I okay. know this is, like, can not... You, can you, like, uh, say it again? Because for... for uh, can I just... From yeah. my perspective, what you called this was Sembilabismo. I say Bilabismo. What is say Bilabismo? San Luis Obispo. Uh, Obispo San... is O B I S P O, which I know is y- oh, yes, well, easily. The the internet knew immediately when I was trying to. Type, yes. So yes, thank you. but it's also you know I mean it's it's with uh, how many times do you have I S P O? You know it's not not too often at least I don't know. Um, or an OBI, for that matter. True. Also true. Um, here, I'm going to send you photos, Jeffrey. Okay, <laughs> Nick. So we went and we went. Uh, we did dinner out on the the, the freaking bay. We did. Uh, we hiked. I, we rode bikes. I did two bike rides in the same day. My legs are very tired. Um, we mostly spent that time outdoors at uh, a state park there called uh, Montaña de Oro. Um, which is uh, just south of San Luis Obispo and uh, Morro Bay and, or I don't know if it's south of San Luis Obispo. My, my geography is terrible, but it's south of Morro Bay and it's south of um, Los Osos is the small town that's like right bordering it. Um, and it's freaking beautiful, dude. It's on the water. So you're like, you know, okay. you can get, uh, you can just get a walk on the, uh, on the, um, on the beach this is... Did I just send you this? No, I didn't. Jeff? Yeah, I was kind of curious about that because you're talking like hey, you're going to send it to me and hey, Jeff. I don't have anything. Now there's something. Click on this. This is good. I clicked it. There's a really big, awesome, like, dramatic Whoa. sinkhole. Yeah, it's Whoa. missing a really large sinkhole right on the... Or a collapse Eve cave. I don't know. Everyone called it a sinkhole, so I'm calling it a sinkhole. Um, sure. Right I don't on... know any better to say anything different. So. Yeah, yeah. And here, Jeff, I'm just going to send you random uh, photos of the views. I'm sorry about the bad audio. I think that is fine. Also, when you, I was waiting on you to send this, I was Googling it. Um, and it appears that there's just like rando mountains just there and he, like here and there, hither and yon. Yeah. Um, dude, so the mountain bike trails. What the heck? <laughs> like, is this a normal thing in California? Yeah, like, kind of. Do you just have random mountains just because yeah. there's sometimes that's how it is? <laughs> kind of just the whole coast is mountains yeah kind of honestly but like it like it looks like normal coast what i would describe and then it's mm-hmm. just like here's a mountain because like we clicked <laughs> one on the button like the, yeah. the terrain generator well uh, you know as you do it feel i don't know, like when you're in colorado and you get to the mountains all is mountain like there's the mountain range and everything is mountain and like when i'm looking at some of these pictures it's like here's just normal ground and then mountain for the <laughs> entire stretch of this and then it's back to normal but then like other random mountain after that Yes, they, they feel like very in the middle of things in a way that it doesn't feel the same way that I I'm used to in Colorado. I know what you mean. I think it's that you're, it's kind of on the ring of fire, like the whole uh, you know massive amounts of earthquake thing is like contributes to this, and that I think it makes um you know it makes uh the the coastline also uh very mountainous, and I think that's what's like a little bit off is like it's a bunch of and there's also a lot of small um I don't even know like what if like if there's a classification between a hill and a mountain like in terms of size, but like for example um the cliffs 
uh, bordering Laguna Beach get up to like almost exactly a thousand feet of elevation. So like, you know, in in half a mile of distance, you've got a thousand feet of elevation gain. Uh, and that's just like, you know, the but that's about the peak of the area. So it's like there's a lot of little hilly, slightly mountainous areas. Like, I don't know if you if that is a mountain or not, but it, I, I don't really think of them as mountains. But it's like I go mountain yeah, biking there I mean, and yeah, hiking. From a Kansans perspective, those are freaking mountains, dude. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a technical definition. But for us, if those existed, that would be called. I mean, have you ever seen Mount Sunflower, Nick? No, I have not. What is Mount Sunflower? <laughs> Uh, we're gonna look it up this is no don't look it up i want to type it i want to find a picture i'm sorry i'm sorry so mount sunflower is kansas's biggest the highest mountain uh, or at least the highest uh, point in kansas you love to hear it and i'm gonna show you i want to find the right picture to give you like a real good sense of scale okay uh i feel like this one's pretty good so like you know, you're, you're familiar with like what it's like to kind of be at the top of a hill or mountain or whatever. Once or twice. Uh, this is the highest point in Kansas. So I just wanted to give this out to you for perspective um, of what it's like. This is Mount Sunflower. <laughs> you sent me a photo of a flat plane. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it's not flat. If there's, a, if there's like a two foot per mile grade up to this point in oh, kansas that's really that's really cool and awesome and hilarious and also it's <laughs> mostly just hilarious to me that's that's really funny to me <laughs> not Look because one, not because i'm trying to be like a jerk just because like it's like a two foot per grade like that's fantastic <laughs> I, I that might even be exaggerated i just, like i love the idea here's, here's another picture like it is not any this I, is <laughs> <laughs> This is definitely a thing that we just made because well, it happens to be the highest well, actual point. I think there's... I think the cool thing is, right, it's going to have a, that you it'd still be very, very difficult to scale all of Mount Sunflower from the base of the peak. From the base of the peak. <laughs> <laughs> from, from the peak. Like 900 miles away. <laughs> exactly, Jeff. Exactly. Dude, it'd be tough. It'd be really tough. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> anyways um I, I also just really quick i want to tell you that um the, uh most geologists classify a mountain as landform that rises at least one thousand feet so like you know like laguna beach has a mountain in the most ex like it's just barely scraping into a mountain you know what i'm saying like we're like yeah yeah it's a mountain it's, 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 a, it's a thousand feet I want to. I want to Google something real quick. Um, let's see. Okay, so I, I was looking it up. Um, the there is there is a place in Kansas that is uh, only like uh, like eight hundred feet above sea level, and then okay. Mount Mount Sunflower, all, all out there in western Kansas, is four thousand feet above sea level. That's so we, pretty good. We, I mean, I, it kind of is a mountain if you think about it, from the lowest point well, to the highest point. I mean, that's easy. I, that's now, true. I will say can that I, is in on. southeast Wait. Kansas on the oklahoma border so there is like a legit 400 mile difference but i don't i didn't hear that definition where now, it was over a certain amount of space so. now uh well one thing it was that it was supposed to be a, 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 you know a thousand feet higher than its relative uh surroundings relative I don't know is that relative nick it's true but also i do want to i just want to call this out this is the uh wikipedia pages first sentence about mount sunflower it says quote Mount Sunflower, although not tr a true mountain. Whoa! <laughs> hey, hey, Mount it's Sunflower of Wikipedia page. <laughs> it got it got two two words in before it was like. Let me be clear. It's not. It's not a real mountain. <laughs> I they got two 
words. <laughs> the two words. Hey, the it, found, it found the fact that I did though. It's three thousand feet above its its topographic low point. Like it knows. That's true. By it's definition, true. it is a mountain. Depending on how generous you are with the word relative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Relative can mean anything, Nick. It can mean a lot of things. It can mean a whole bunch of things. I mean, if you compare it to the Marianas Trench, this oh, Mount Sapphire is one of the biggest mountains in the, oh, in, in the yes, world. One hundred percent, dude. Totally accurate and true. It's a great point. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Also, I am really offended by Mount Sapphire calling itself not a mountain in the first five words in its Wikipedia article. I feel like that's conceding a lot. <laughs> it just it's like, let's be clear here. <laughs> let's be real clear here, okay? It's not... <laughs> Oh, that's really good. We One of our, like, you, th- I, I don't know if you have the same experience, but there's like, I don't know, five photos that I can always remember uh, from like my childhood growing up and mm-hmm. our picture of me and my family uh, when I was, I don't know, I was probably like, I don't know, nine, eight or nine. Um, so like my sister had okay. just gotten in the picture and uh, like, she's like Pretty three, three or four, like probably Alice's age now. And okay. like, we have a picture in front of the Mount Sunflower sign. And nice. so, even though it's not necessarily a mountain, per its own Wikipedia. Dude, you went mountain climbing to the peak of a 4,000 foot. I, can you, I mean, can, <laughs> Nick, have you been to the top of the tallest peak in California? No. I did it in the Kansas when I was freaking nine. All right, dude. well, you beat me. You beat me. Wait, actually, actually, I probably you know also did around nine. <laughs> Honestly, like, I know it's like not dumb, but I, I think I went to Mammoth when I was a kid, and I'm pretty sure Mammoth is the highest peak. Oh, that sounds wrong now that I'm saying it out loud. Okay, but, but, who cares? but, but, have you been to the tallest point in Kansas? I mean, no, I, I, I don't think not. so. And as you can see from the pictures, there's not a lot of reason to. So I suppose that's fine. <laughs> Nick, in your pictures that you sent me from, um, the place that I can't remember the name of or uh, that was Montana Del De Oro State Park is where I sent you those photos pictures. from. Are is this are these phone pictures? What, yeah. what are these take? Oh wow, they they're are really they're really good. Thank you. Jen like, took uh the, the last two, the good ones. The um I did have the I had the last one up when I was saying that. So credit to yeah. Jen for doing that. Jen Jen knows how to take like good photos. I know how to point a can, a phone at a sky. You know what I'm saying? And record yourself <laughs> on bikes based on our prior True. conversations uh, scrolling up. Man, it is. I, I tell you what, dude. I, these these are cooler views than what I have in Kansas. Not gonna lie. I mean, they're they're more mountainous views, maybe yeah, more mountainous depending views. on whether or not you. Well, you gotta consider Mount Mount Sunflower's view is probably all of Kansas, right? Like, <laughs> uh, if you <laughs> zoom in enough, I'm right there, just waving at the camera. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I just meant like since the <laughs> the the the, all, the entirety of Kansas is part it's of all Mount downhill Sunflower. from there. Exactly. Gosh, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay. Do you have? A, but yeah. Okay. All I was gonna say: Pismo Beach, Montana de Oro State Park, and more in uh, South of Morro Bay. Uh, all beautiful, all amazing stuff. Big fan. Highly recommend. Uh, and uh, I it just I had a great time. Beautiful views. I didn't have. It's like not the most crazy technical riding out there, but I I wouldn't. Uh, I don't really care because it's just a, a freaking good time. So yeah, I think that's one of those. And man, I really want to talk about our thing, so I don't want to get into this too much. But like, there are. I mean, the United States. Uh, boy, do we have our weird things about us. But I do think one of the most amazing things about is is the like geography that like the the amount of things that people don't even realize are in the U.S. 
uh, oh, that so are just so phenomenally amazing. Because like the thing is, is like if you go right now on Google and you type like what are the coolest places in the United States, you're gonna get like fifty cool ass places, and like those right. are cool places. And but like then there's like these give me like other... the, the the hundred most beautiful places in in America, and like number one hundred on some random list would still be like amazing, right? Right. Yeah, and you're just not gonna find these other like gems that are not the the popular you know again not in the top 50 but would like worldwide be like amazing and, and honestly yep. the entire planet is just filled with beautiful things and man that could be Truth. an entire other thing but like man there are just so many things like just looking at this this is a place i didn't even know existed and it is one of the most beautiful like set of pictures i've ever seen <laughs> and like it's just like a flipping asterisk on the state of california i know what you mean it's, it's pretty crazy mean. i love it um i do too and uh, yeah 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 all right nick uh, we both uh, need to talk about this next thing. So uh, we've talked about AI and machine learning and etc. on this podcast numerous, many a times. And recently, two episodes, in fact, on uh, AI art and then a little bit of like AI art slash AI, like the, the word processing side of things. And the second episode uh, of that, like most recent discussion was because so many things had changed. And then chat GPT uh released to the public and it is on another level of interesting for like a hundred reasons for like i mean the first one is that like art is really cool but it's not like the most practical application like for me why would i need ai art like i mean i'm not against having an avatar or something on Discord, but like, yeah, that's, right. That's the extent. I have the world's it's like coolest cool. avatar on Discord, but to, to what end? Right. But regardless, uh, your your point is very valid. Uh, talk, yeah, yeah. Continue, well, continue. so like, what to pick up where we left off? Um, gosh, uh, like literally three episodes ago, maybe or two episodes. Um, I I was interested in the chat side of things because we are feeding all these algorithms like A/B tests to see you know what is popular and. And now we're getting really good at generating the actual content itself. So we're feeding, you know, the content to the algorithm to A-B test. And then that is a weird, you know, feedback loop uh, for sure. But like other things about that too. Again, this is all before um, chat GPT released um and to the again to the public it's been in private beta stuff for a while um so if you're not familiar before we dive into the any specifics um i figured i could give a like quick overview of what chat gpt is if anyone's not familiar uh do you feel like it's a fair you, place to start you, please, you should i totally think you should um i like you know so i actually have been very disconnected this last two weeks so like the extent of what I know about it, I, I have not, I've purposefully not looked into or downloaded it or like uh, gone on the website. I don't even know which one you're supposed to do because uh, I figured that I would spend too much time poking around on it. And you said that you wanted to talk about it. I was going to do, I was going to go high at it this week. And then you said you wanted to talk about it. I was like, your perspective on it will be better than mine. Yeah. So you should... I have not dug in because I wanted you to, I wanted to hear your perspective okay. first. Yeah. I do know, you know, like. <laughs> I've seen some viral images. I've watched a video about it a little bit and like yada yada. So, well, thank you for the pleasure of letting me walk you through some of the things that I find interesting. So, uh, cause I do find it, uh, quite interesting. Uh, it's wild. So, uh, 
I I just asked uh, I, I I let um, ChatGPT do some of the legwork for me for this episode, so I just asked it to explain itself. Um, so <laughs> explain yourself. Um, so yeah, it's a generative pre-training transformer, which is a fancy way to say a language model developed by OpenAI. It's designed to generate human-like text in real time and hold conversations. And I will say, like they do a really good job of like when you're asking it questions, it doesn't just like plop out a text. Like it actually shows it like fake typing it and i will say the effectiveness of that experience is quite high um like it, it feels like you're talking to a person who is talking to you normally which is a little disconcerting at first to say the least um sounds sounds not normal but uh, and then I specifically asked it how should I describe that for a podcast, and it told me um, to talk about its capabilities and how it works. So I'm supposed to mention that it is able to understand and respond to natural language input, and that it uses machine learning to generate responses that are coherent and relevant to this conversation, um, or relevant to the conversation. It's better at like you know speaking clearly than I am. Um, the applications for it would look like, you know, on the consumer side, uh, customer service chatbots, automated language translation, um, and even creating content for social media or other platforms, which are highlighted <laughs> in red. Never <laughs> mind, just show notes here. Well, thankfully for you and me, that's not a big thing that we worry about all the time, right? Like, that's not a thing no, that on this podcast we've talked about. at all, and I'm sure well, we won't be I would a say we've talked point. about it, about the, about social media and its uh, scariness only like 50% of the episodes of this show, which is a pretty small <laughs> it's only amount. 50. Only yeah, 50 so for now, although it feels like it's trending in a different It direction. may actually be going upward, yeah. <laughs> Overall, ChatGPT is a powerful tool for generating human-like text in real time and it has the potential to revolutionize the way that we interact with computers and machines. Uh, fair enough, ChatGPT. Um, uh, so, I, like I said, I highlighted it's the... kind of a high estimation of itself, don't you think? Or Do you I, think the ChatGPT's got a little bit of an ego? Yeah. Do we agree? Do we all agree? Yeah, I mean, definitely feels very confident in its answers, to say the least, as it well freaking should. Okay, so um, I I picked up on the or even creating content for social media or app platforms. So that led me to another follow-up question to ChatGPT, which was uh, to ask it, like, uh, what you mean about that? Like, I, so I just like, what are the negative impacts of something like that? And um, it answered the number one. Uh, so lots of, so first I said like, there are lots of potential, or there are several potential negative impacts for the use of ChatGPT. Uh, some of these include misinformation. ChatGPT is a trained on a large data set of text and can generate responses that are coherent and relevant to the conversation. However, is not always able to accurately reflect truth or provide accurate information. This could lead to the spread of misinformation particularly if ChatGPT is used to generate content for social media and other platforms. I'm like, well, thank you, number one. That's good enough. Well, hold on. I just want to say, I really appreciate that ChatGPT has us nailed down, Pat. Like, it's just kind of like... ChatGPT is a very good uh, generative AI, which um, does a very good job of impersonating us, I would say. Like, personally, it's, it does a good Nick impression. You don't even need me anymore. You can have ChatGPT take my place. And I have your voice enough to the extent that I, I mean, I think we might. Is there a good. voice AI that can, like, compile, like, oh. all the words I've said on this thing and then just, oh, like, start? I think we've even talked about this, Nick. You, but yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. No, you're you're good. You, you, this, this could, like, maybe another episode or two. Goodbye, friends. Smoothing out some, smooth out some of the, the bugs. But after that, yeah, you're good to go. Okay. 
Um, so I have kind of three-ish different areas that I think that I can take this in. Um, one, the interesting, fun side uh, that I just think is interesting, like, you know, interesting and fun. Uh, then the uh, specific to my profession side. And then the, well, maybe four. Uh, what I think about it with search and then uh or search slash education and then um man maybe there's five <laughs> and then just general uh thoughts interests concerns excitement if you them i'm here for them all i well i don't i don't even know where i want to go with it nick what like from your from your perspective what do you find i'll i'll let you give a response and i'll take us the direction uh, that makes most sense so chat gpt is a very good ai at taking anything you say and bringing it uh bringing a response that is pretty much well not pretty much the best that i've seen by like by like a hundred foot like in the same sense that um you know playing age of empires on the pc back in like 19 whatever 1990 something was an improvement over freaking text-based adventure games like to me this feels which i will say nick i'm a sucker for a text-based adventure because we did one on our patreon episode i asked uh chat gpt to code me an endless text adventure in python and it did um that's scary <laughs> so, get it to that, Jeff, that's baby. scary and it worked like it didn't then nick it worked not only did it work it worked on the first time now was it very good no it was not very good but i could like do stuff and did you ask Ask him to make you a better one? You should just say he made me a better one. I dumb AI. I, and I think you can. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, you can tell it what you don't like and don't like. Um, but we, again, we won't get into that. But so okay, lots lots of stuff. Uh, it's it's obviously quite capable, more so than anything that uh, we've been exposed to publicly to this point by a considerable margin. And we've talked about AI and things. So yeah, so like, what are I your thoughts, you and questions, and all? Well, we'll go from there. This is a um, this is a uh like a can you iterate like i know i've seen things where like a person asks successive questions for new content on top of what it was already on so like i understand that it retains kind of like the topic or the 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 thread that it's on when you're just when you're giving it prompts um does can you iterate on a previous example can you say hey i don't like how that was written can you try that again with this feedback or yep you can like i'm just gonna hard stop yep you can like now depending on what sort of thing you're trying to iterate on, will it do a good job or not? Like that, that right. is, but like, um, uh, again, I'm just kind of skipping ahead. I'm going, I'm going to keep probably slipping into this. Um, I asked it to, oh man, I just going to go right into this. So, oh man, I, I think I'm going to full dive into one of, one of the main please, points. Please, that I please, make. Please. So I find if I, if I would have had this when I would have initially started my grad school stuff and I was going through some classes that were like building algorithms in Python. Well, you uh, don't or, cheat on anything, right? Like you would never cheat in any kind of capacity, right? <laughs> Jeff, shut up. Jeff Major? I'm Jeff, not, Jeff, Nick, Jeff Nick, Chesser. Nicholas? Nicholas? Sorry. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> but, okay. You jerk. No, what I, <laughs> what I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I I genuinely don't think now and and I will say in my professional life we it's a very common thing for computer science professions to joke about how you just Google anything that you ever need and that's like yes you actually your whole job I'm a is professional Googler yeah you're a professional Google I don't think in my school experience anyways I would have ever needed now. Uh, 
and again, in my school experience, I had to Google so much to learn how to do all the things because that, yep. that's how I learn. I'm a self-taught type of person. So I don't like learn from reading a book. I learn from – I have an objective that I need to figure out, and I will just Google the specific thing that I need to figure right. out how to do the thing. And I would, I learned that way much, much more than like reading a formal textbook on the general concepts and then applying them to a problem. Like I, I am an outcome-based learner for sure. I'm not sure that I would have needed Google at all if ChatGPT existed huh. when I was going through things. And here's a good example. So one of the problems that gets brought up really er like early-ish on in any sort of programming class, uh, especially with Python stuff, I'm not sure, but other languages just because it's not relevant to things that I've had to learn, but it is stuff like um, given a string return um, if it's a palindrome or not, or given a string return all of the palindromes. Right. Uh, and it's an interesting concept because you have to iterate through a string and find all the things. Anyways, um, it just wrote an answer to that problem. And and I, I'm just going to pop this into chat real quick. This is actually not the best answer that it gave me. Because again, you can just say like, try again if you don't like it. Um, right. Un momento. And you can just say, try again, you did this wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, Give, yeah. <laughs> like for sure. Or actually, so it did a great job on the palindrome thing. Um, another one that I remembered from my initial like uh, Python 101 classes was um, to write a uh, function that returned um, the Fibonacci sequence up to a particular number. And n not only does it write a script that literally does work again first try no no fixing of anything at all um it also does an ec excellent job of explaining what it's doing in the code like yeah, it does to to an extent that i feel like it i mean i love me some stack overflow and getting the answers from there but like if you're just wanting a specific answer to how to do a particular thing and you want to you want to actually understand why it's working it is like it does a very good job and yeah you can change that like right, basically what this is is a function in python that uh will return an n number of uh numbers in the fibonacci sequence and you can make that be 10 or 15 or whatever and i've checked it it works fine it's well commented it explains exactly what each step is in a like very like um I, I think it would be silly to have this sort of thing this commented out for an actual work application but like from a school perspective like this is yeah like this is this is like what my like that I joked about the first year comp, like this is what my first year comp sci professors would have wanted me, especially like when you're at this level that like someone's asking you to do this. Like, absolutely. This is exactly it, right? Like this it is the answer to the problem. That's and what I, I was, the whole time you've been talking, I've just been looking at it like, is there a reason that like I wouldn't submit this as like if I was, you know, back in that course. And not only that, like Nick, this is, I think how I would do it. Like legitimately, like I think... I think, or at least to some degree, I think this is what I would do. Like, because yeah. the, the Fibonacci part where they're doing the math of, um, like, setting the next, the, the prior, well, I don't know. They actually are doing something kind of weird here. B equals B. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. It works. I would, the, oh, I the, the only thing I wouldn't do, and this is me maybe not being as familiar with Python as I wouldn't, um, the line that says A, B equals B plus uh, B, A plus B. I would write that. I know that you probably could do it as one line, but I would just do it as two lines and do yeah. it. Like, yeah. yeah, but nonetheless, it flipping works. So whatever. But like <clears throat> the so like, yeah, it, it, it's going to do some weird. It's going to find some weird answers to the problem, but it 100 percent works. <clears throat> and there's other examples of this. Um, But yeah, I, 
I I can't. I kind of lost the plot on where I was initially going with but this. It, 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 it spit out very passable, very usable code. Uh, to it, it, albeit like simple-ish problem, but like not like one that someone wouldn't encounter, right? Like and 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 not. I I can't understate this enough. Like just it, this is a like because you can ask it to be more specific about things. The fact that I can copy this code and paste it into a you know an IDE and it runs with no issue is shocking is, is pretty shocking because this isn't like this was written by a person tested and ran like it is generative and so there are times especially with other like the more specific you get the more likely you are to get a typo or something that you need to correct um but like from a school perspective of like questions that you get asked in education i haven't found like a really good example of anything i didn't think it could do totally and that is it has that has all kinds of weird implications i don't even know how i feel about it oh what? well i mean I, I i i the oh one thing i read was an article did you send me this uh that kind of mentioned that there are uh that you could very easily use this to just write essays for you if you're in yeah no i was i was that person so my professor was like hey this came out like you know two days ago at the time of the lecture and i know that you have an uh, ai ethics paper due in like a week and a half uh be really can, ironic to <laughs> you yeah i get that it would be funny to type this into this thing do not do that please <laughs> like but like here's the thing nick i did do it because of course i did like just to see uh how it did and it did excellent and you know what nick we have like a uh it, so like i'm going through um a, a particular school and they have like a thing where you can submit your paper to see if it is plagiarized mm-hmm. it wrote a 900 word essay over ai ethics and nick it was not <laughs> plagiarized <laughs> <laughs> And it very well may be better than what I actually submitted. Like it is Wait, really? It was really good. I mean it's it's that's pretty, what I wanted to know is like pretty is generic. It actually quality. I mean uh, like, okay. I think I think if it was like a uh, you know a freshman course or a high school course, I think if I were to submit that, that would be top of the class style writing. Wow. Okay. Like it's that's... not super nuanced and not super specific, but no, it, it hits word though, count. Yeah, that's crazy. It is unique and at least for now. I, I'm not I'm not convinced that the output from these won't eventually show up on the plagiarism bot things um, because I, I I question how creative, like how different it will be. Like if it has a good answer to the problem, it's going to give that answer in some form similarly. Um, right. Because like even in playing with it, like it'll come up with different essays, but they're all kind of the same thing. Like like within a stone's throw of one another. Craziness. But okay. but at the, at least at the time it was it passed our plagiarism detector thing. So take that for what it is. But yeah, it's That's, it's crazy. So, okay, I guess that like kind of leads me to another th- thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, artists having their uh, their work being used to feed these algorithms and art being produced in essentially identical styles of, uh, and and while not uh, of uh, AI producing art in essentially identical styles to an artist without crediting the artist and the artist not being credited uh, and paid when they are, um, when their stuff is being fed into the algorithm is that like a thing that you think is something we should be considering for uh, text-based uh, generative AI as well, or like because I it, it's good that it's not 
plagiarized. But the question to me is like, well, we are feeding it massive amounts of information online. A lot of it's probably perfectly legal for it to feed it, obviously. However, like that's still a lot of people that like are, I don't know. I, I'm like, Here, it's, it's me... a weird world, right? And I haven't cons- given it serious consideration. And I don't know if that, that issue kind of like follows over to, um, you know, to um, text the same way. I'm going to read to you, Nick, uh, a a few lyrics that I I had ChatGPT do for you, uh, talking about downhill biking in the style of Eminem. Okay, I I, I do appreciate that. And can also can you ask it if it's if it is ethical that it made this uh, this piece of lyric for me after you? It doesn't uh, like to comment on that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip through some of this, so I apologize uh, if I don't deliver excellently. Uh, it does a great job, though, in my opinion. <laughs> so this is uh, talking about how downhill bi- talking about downhill biking in the style of an Eminem from ChatGPT. Totally normal thing <clears throat> to ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a downhill biker flying down the slope with the speed and agility. I can't be overthrown. I weave and dodge, avoiding obstacles in my path. I'm in control. No fear. I'm ready for the aftermath. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is going to be really hard to get through because I, I do re- think I regret hilarious. all of technology. Right in this moment, I push my I, limits, testing my skills. I ride through the rough, no time to chill. I feel the rush wind at my face. I'm in the zone. I'm in my place. I'm like a bird soaring through the sky. I'm one with my bike. We're a perfect pair. We never lie. I conjure, like, wow. I Oh, I conquer the mountain. I never back down. I'm a downhill biker with the highest crown. <laughs> all right. So we have to. I'm sorry. Uh, it is time to return to a pre-technological era. I regret everything. This is all a mistake. <laughs> is, Nick, is that not beautiful? I had it written for you in 0.1 seconds of work. I think it's beautiful. Does it sound like Eminem? I need to hear Eminem rap it is a problem. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I don't care or no. It's amazing. I'm... <sighs> <laughs> All right, can I read you? Can I read you the? So God, I, I did, Jeff. I did, I did downhill biking for you. Um, I did databases for me. Uh, can I read you the da- or yep. wrap you hit, the hit database with, one? Yeah, hit me with the database wrap. <clears throat> you know about those database wraps? I'm a big fan of database wraps. Those are my favorite personally. Okay. Here we go. I'm like a database storing all your info from emails to phone numbers. I keep it in the wind column. I'm organized and efficient, but never out of sync with all your data safe and sound. No need to think. I can search and retrieve in a flash. You'll see the data that you need. No time wasted. It's all guaranteed. I can sort and filter, customize and view uh, so that you can find what you need. It's so easy to do. I'm like a library, but better than a shelf. I store all your data digitally. No need for any help. I'm a digital assistant at your command. I'll find what you need just at the click of your hand. <laughs> Oh man, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah, good. That's the. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeff! I don't know what to say about any of this. I don't know. Me and ChatGPT had some fun. Um... Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Fun. Um. <laughs> that's that's freaking crazy, man. I don't have any. I don't know what to say except that's crazy. Like. I get that it's a little bit nonsensical, like it it is, but also if you wanted to write like a parody uh, rap about databases, I'm not sure that given an entire day that I would have done much better, like legitimately, like that is, and like, that's not, I mean, I don't know, maybe other people have typed that exact thing in before, but I can't imagine that people are asking freaking chat GPT to rap about databases often. I'm just saying in a year, we're all going to be like 
and checking different prompts to see if we can if uh, Chat GPT generated like the next Taylor hit, uh, Taylor Swift hit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but how would you know? Give maybe... me a relatable pop song from the girl next door type who is talking about how uncool and unfair the world is. And Hold on. That's what I... Hold on, Nick. Can you can you <laughs> no, try to read? No, I want to do it no, live. On no, the, I we're do not it. doing it. We're okay, not doing no, it. What did live. you do? Say it again. Oh, Say it again. I don't Say remember. It it. Do it again. So, or just make a new one. Make a new one. <laughs> Relatable pop song from the girl next door type about how the world is unfair to uh, to normal girls or something of like that. Like that. Which okay. to be fair, Relatable this is not pop song fair. about the girl next door that what <laughs> that is not fair to to normal. That is not fair to normal. I don't know. Like not fair to I. I all I think of when I think of Taylor Swift is the um, which is not representative of the average type, experience. Uh, <laughs> right. She wears high heels. I wear sneakers. You know that. Like that's what I mean. Is like I. I'm just picturing that a chat. If a chat GPT <laughs> generated those lyrics. Oh wait, it found a song. Hold on, I want to tell it to make a new song. You can just say in Taylor Swift style or something too. Right. But maybe she's grown. Maybe, yeah, maybe this is like maybe my my thing's gonna be way off base. Right. A relatable pop song about the girl next door that is not representative I'm, of the normal experience in I'm, the style of Taylor Swift. I just want you to know I have alienated all of our listeners by like both slightly bad mouthing Taylor Swift and not knowing enough about her while I'm doing it. Like I've just alienated all of our listeners. <laughs> just you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna read the first verse. We're not. It's still. Yeah, yeah. This just thing. Give you, you can't give me a whole song. I can't do it. She's always there, right outside my window. But she. May. We're not. I gonna. love it. I love it. But it's it's uh, it's not. Uh, it's it's a guy's perspective, right? Or like it's, it's someone pining after a girl. So I mean, you know. But, but I I do love it. That is very good. That could totally be a radio hit right there. Like, or that could be the first verse. Oh of a radio my gosh, hit. Nick! I just want to read the next. Hit me. Hit I want to read the chorus. Because it has Hit one me. line that is not appropriate. Oh, good. That's <laughs> what we like to hear. I don't think it knows. You didn't realize it's making a radio <clears throat> hit, Jeff. Oh, the girl next door, she's got me wanting more, but she's out of reach just a little too far. I wish I could go hold her. Be the one to conquer. That is not appropriate. You can't talk. Yo. Yo, Chad GPT. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. We don't conquer women. That's not, that's not <laughs> that's right. Not... That's not right. That's absolutely not right. Oh, man. I love you, ChatGPT. We have good times. Um, one thing... <laughs> okay. Bring, one thing, thing to bring say. it back. One thing to bring it back here. Um, it's very, very good um, at finding uh, syntax errors. Actually, well, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. Um, Hit me. Let me take a screenshot and send it the way I sent you last time. Like, I just was curious, like, how good it is at parsing, um, like, obvious script uh, syntax problems um, mm-hmm. to see how good it Because, like, I've heard that it's pretty good at that. And I have played with it more than this. But uh, this is, like, a just a fake SQL query that I wrote. Like, and I asked it to find the problem. And, of course, it found it right away. Um, the... The thing about it, though, is, like, this is an obvious and also fake thing. It's really, really good uh, from other examples I've seen at, like, finding... Instead of... Because, like, like, when you write code and you get an error, oftentimes you'll get, like, a hint at what the problem is. But there's not, mm. like, some teacher standing over your shoulder telling you, like, here's what you did wrong. And this is, like, in my opinion, a, like, a 100 times better version of errors than, like, what you would typically get from any programming language. Like, it actually will explicitly explain why 
the thing that you're doing is wrong as opposed right. to saying like expected parenthesis at end of statement, which is like a common, like, you know, random yes. thing. And it's like, well, okay. Like where, where did I screw this up? And then like this thing does a very good job of saying like, Hey, you are like, you have this many open parentheses and you are missing a closed parenthesis after this. So it could go in any one of these independent clauses or whatever. And like, like, okay, well that's, that's super helpful. Um, I, man, Nick, I, I'm telling you, if, if this has a really weird implication for both like actual day to day work stuff, because I, I, I did play around with this when I was doing my final project. And instead of Googling things for writing some of my machine learning stuff in R, I typed it into ChatGPT. I found, in my opinion, better answers using um, ChatGPT than I could like trying to click through the Stack Overflow articles on uh, Google, uh, which is a very. Good. That's weird. a high. That's, Which a, is a, that's a really thing. high bar. That sounds like a high bar, but that sounds like that's a pretty high bar. And and I guess which is one of my other things is like I I think there's a world in which this could replace or at least change our experience with searching for things because and I don't know if this is uh, always going to be for the best, but the nice thing about chat GPT is it doesn't give you a, li- a whole page of things that you just ultimately click on the first one or two items of it does its best job to give you the answer, like the answer, not right. like you don't have to try to figure it out and whether it's right or wrong. Like it is telling you the answer and right. that is not how Google works. Like, I mean, th- there's, you know, the common joke that like the second page of Google may as well not exist, but like certainly yeah. the first like four articles or for the first four results should you know, they, they exist, but it takes that to a whole nother level and also customizes the results to be specific to whatever it is that you're asking. Um, so like from using a coding example, a lot of times on stack overflow, you can find somebody who has done like a proxy of what you've done, but to specifically ask like, Hey, why is my code not working? And to be able to get an answer to that is kind of groundbreaking in a way that I, I, if that truly is as effective as it appears to be, I don't know why anybody's going to Google things for like work or school and the tech space ever I mean, again. Like, yeah. If you can get I, I, specific answers to your specific problem or a specific input through the lens of your specific problem, like why would you try to reverse engineer some generic stack overflow thing to be helpful for your thing that you're trying to deal with? No, there's no good reason is why there's like literally no good reason. I I don't know. That's, that's kind of incredible to to say it like that, you know? So Um, I've rambled a lot. I've even given you some raps. Um, yeah. Do you have any, like, what, what what, what do you think about the, you, you, you kind of dodged the question. You question dodger, uh, freaking, what do you think about the, the ethics of like using generative AI this way for, uh, tech stuff relative to like we've talked a little bit about the idea of like art being uh you know having like a plagiarism issue or whatever to it but i mean i think so i've spent i don't know probably 50 hours in the last week and a half um finishing this current class that i'm in uh okay and a lot of it is around ai ethics like i like i had to write a whole paper about it and having done a lot of you're saying you've given it no thought I have given it a lot of thought. <laughs> and in Tell fact, me what Jap- ChatGPT thinks about it, though. <clears throat> That's a good question. I <laughs> should see what it thinks. Um, <laughs> I think the the problem is that there's not an easy answer to that question. Like, right. 
there it, it there's there's pros and cons on both sides and i don't think it really matters what the pros and cons are because it's going to happen regardless is kind of my yeah my takeaway like i don't the the obvious pros are we have an ai that can do a lot of cool things that we could never do before at a speed that we could never do before the con is it can only do that because of the creative works of the people that it has learned from at no credit to them or no profit to them uh-huh. uh, and the the inevitable part of it is this is free on the internet as of a couple weeks ago and is significantly better than anything we've ever seen and i don't anticipate it going any slower than what we've had literally every single time that we hit the stop record button like some new ai thing pops up recently so i feel like this is we're we're on the tracks regardless and i don't i don't know i think the consequences are going to be born whether we know exactly what they are or not um yeah. I don't know if that's maybe a pessimistic view or uh, or not, but I I, I, just, I would say just kind of a realistic one. Um, per- personally, I, mean, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, there's obviously lots of ways that this could benefit people. That this could benefit people's learning. That, that this could make us a bit more efficient uh, in terms of like things like software development, in terms of writing, in terms of writing like small amounts. Um, you know, I watched a video from MKBHD that I'm sure a million people have watched it. That like, uh, and he was saying how he's going to use it to kind of give him like script prompts or like you know the the, the, maybe like an outline of a script that if he and you know tweak his work from there and like that makes a lot of sense to me i'm sure there's lots of people who will like incorporate this into their work without just outright using it to replace themselves but dude it's a weird world we're entering like the the idea of like i mean i'm all technological innovation comes with people afraid that uh you know this innovation will put people out of work that this uh, you know what are we going to do if we have this big surge of automation or whatever. I mean, automation has been a concern since the 1800s. Uh, it, uh, I had a, uh, a really fun, jarring experience reading a, uh, a, a serious text from like 1860 a while ago talking about how, you know, pretty soon we're going to have machines doing all the work for us and we'll only like 30% of the uh, population will be working. And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Might have missed the mark on that one, bud. <laughs> but, um, or something, you know, I don't know the exact yeah. number, but, but yeah. you know what I'm getting at. And, uh like we always have that fear but i i mean this is this kind of thing is pretty revolutionary you could write like generic copy right like uh you could write generic like just like generic code so you may not need to like you may not be able to like replace a full developer but you could probably lower a lot of different developers roles by having them not have to write small amounts of stuff that's probably pretty menial and they probably have to review it anyway so maybe there's not them i don't know but it's it's this is kind of crazy to me and i don't really know uh i i and the fact that that kind of stuff could happen while also not crediting the people that kind of get it there because like the entire internet is probably where it's scraping this data from (laughs) oh like how do you how do you and i don't know how you possibly would credit these people or you know like it's not like you're gonna give everybody in the world one penny and it's gonna fix a problem right like i don't know so It's, it's yeah it's it's hard you're like a hundred percent right and i i think the crediting people problem i mean that's been a problem since like i don't know music got pirated constantly like that right like getting people that made the thing that ultimately need to benefit from it uh 
from the people that are enjoying it is a weird thing that the internet has caused, and I think that it's just going to get harder to be the the case. Fair. But <clears throat> what um, both of us are currently doing school stuff, mm-hmm. and I really have a hard time of seeing what like because my school experience like this would have completely trivialized so much. And uh, in talking through this, like what? How do you feel? God. How does this? How do? How does school work now? Like when you can just have an AI write essays for you. It's only going to get better, mind you. Like my son, by the time he gets to college, we're talking another, you know, flipping 12 years. That's the time of from now back until, you know, the iPhone 4 released. So like (laughs) a lot of a lot of things have changed. Um, but it, this is going to get better and going to get better quicker. So how, how do we school when there is a, an AI that can just give the answers to things? Um, I, my... and how valid of a problem. Cause like, uh, there's like kind of a, and I'll let you, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But like, there's part of me that wonders, am I the person who was like, am I making the same argument of people that like were like, oh well, if we have calculators that can just give the answers, then why is anybody going to need to learn math? Sort of right, thing? or or for that matter, what's what's the point of uh, studying if you can just Google it, right? Like if you can just right. search it. Like I, I I heard some of that when I was uh, you know like uh, in high school even like that you know you kids can just use the internet for everything and you're basically cheating. I'm like, well, dude, like I don't know, don't you want me to just read anyway? But it does like, exist what's, in what's real the difference life between, too? Yeah. Right, like what what is the difference between uh, my thought was like, what's the difference between me finding out through Google rather than reading this textbook with the assigned chapters? Like, what's the big difference? Like, why would I care about the difference? And uh, I think there's an element of that, right? Like, if you're a student and you have to write a paper and like you can just have it spit out what the answer is. The, the problem is that one, that when, when I did it, I obviously couldn't just copy and paste the, the freaking Google results and ignore the learning aspect of it. Uh, or I could, but I'd probably get killed, uh, you know, get caught plagiarizing the internet. Um, but the other thing is, uh, like, there is probably an element of truth to that, that, like, you know, kids could just use this as a learning tool. Um, my... I have a hard time answering this question. Uh, do you have thoughts on it? How, how you school in this, I, this world? I just asked the AI to give an answer. Yeah, <laughs> so hit me. Just what, it's really good. It's better than anything I would have said. Yeah, yeah, uh, hit me. So it, it acknowledges <laughs> the challenges that that has, uh, but we could develop software that uh, helps with personalized learning. So um, like having an, a conversational AI that can learn how individual students are progressing through content. Can and don't worry, the... ChatGPT can create this generative AI for us. This, this <laughs> <laughs> <sort of> personalized AI. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it helps students learn more effectively and at their own pace, which is a freaking true statement. Like my, my this actually kind of exists today. So are you familiar with how, uh, how kids learn to read today uh no i'm not sure if this is true everywhere but in my son's school district there's an app called libya and uh it's like a gamification way of learning how to read and like there's different levels and you learn like first you like start learning sight words and basic like sounds of letters and stuff and it just takes you all the way through until you start to like learn more complex like you know sentence structures and etc and like it's all it's all like 
pro- progression based and like learns based on how you did on like the activities. And Nick, I'll be darned, like my like my kid is starting to learn how to read, and I don't even it's it's mind boggling. And I I know that every and your son's five. Every I mean, every right, well six, but yeah, like six, he sorry. he is doing a really good job, and I don't even like. I, again, I know every parent has gone through this because all of us that can read, you know, we figured it out. And at the beginning of that, we did not know. And then after the words, we did know. But that's – it's a very interesting thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, that's already in place. So I can only imagine, like, as this technology improves, so, like, that'll be even better. Um, automated grading. AI will be able to uh, help grade assignments more in real time and uh, especially able help uh, enable teachers – to focus more on important tasks because they'll you know be able to have their stuff auto graded makes sense uh, one on one tutoring again that's I feel like that's personalized learning um, and then and I think this is a really good point too uh, accessibility so I mean which is a very freaking true thing I mean education yeah. across the globe is not equitable and so having that be accessible for free or near free is obviously beneficial so good job chat gpt you helped me feel a little bit better about things uh i don't yeah i do think that maybe uh you know 600 word essays are a thing of the past because how could you i mean as this gets better like how could you ever know that it was not just somebody typing that in but good luck i guess i guess if it's all proctored and like you had to do it like off off grid <laughs> like type it all yourself but that feels to me like i don't know i don't think that's going to be the how the world works that, that that feels like forcing people to be disconnected to the extent that like they can't use any of these tools in a lot of education settings is just not going to be how it works like i don't know yeah especially from a writing standpoint like obviously like during a test taking like where there's binary answers like is this is yes or no correct um like that can all still exist, but if you have to give people time to think and write and etc., I mean, there's so there's going to be so many options just to have that done for you. Yeah, there are, and it's going to be very very difficult to uh, to track down whether or not kids are doing it right. Like, I mean, increasingly yeah. so. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like even right now, if you could find a way to reverse engineer, like, oh, this is the kind of thing that would come out of ChatGPT. As soon as we have multiple of these, and we have, uh, you know, like we say, okay, well can you iterate on this and change this thing to make it sound more like this? Like, or here's, if you could say, here's my writing from last year. Can you make it sound like this? And including the errors I might make. Uh, that's the kind of scary thing. Oh, not scary thing, but that's the kind of thing that probably start to get astronomically harder and harder to tell if it was generated. Right. Well, and not again, not to spoil some things, but you can kind of do that exact thing already. Of course, of course, <laughs> with, good, with Chat good. GPT specifically, you can give it a thing and tell it to just like make this better or or change like like do whatever with it and like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's fine. It, it can handle that. So that's, that's fine. That's another problem for it. Cool, cool. Be good. Good. All right. Well, we've talked the requisite amount of time about our AI overlords. Um, so we should probably wrap this one up, sir. Um, if you would like, you can check out our Patreon only podcast. It's like this, except for talking about football, basketball, and other random things. <laughs> um, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash tie Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter or at tie on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, and you can find all of that at tie yeah, especially Twitter these days, man. So many good are things you- on the Twitter. Um, Twitter, Twitter is going great. Yeah. 
Anywho, Nicholas, thank you so much for potting with me in 2022. I think this is the last one. Of this I, Oh, so next time we have to determine whether we're going to be kicking back or we're going to have some secret of the ooze or like what's right. going to happen. Oozing and kicking, etc. We do need to figure that out. That'll be next time. We do. Okay. Uh, you're welcome for potting with you. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you all for listening.